Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast, the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship Preview. Joining me today, Mark Immelman and Kyle Porter. Mark, what's up? Hey, man, how are you? Uh, it, Doing I, great. I, I must apologize if I have to blow my nose. I have my tissue handy. It's because I've had another COVID test this morning. All good, so we're good. But uh, do forgive me for the runny nose. Kyle, what's up? Well, I didn't have a COVID test, thankfully. <laughs> uh, how It would be tough for broadcasters if this event was sponsored by somebody or presented by somebody. I mean, it, the, the name is long enough as it is. Imagine if it was like presented by the American Express Company or something. <laughs> it would be I brutal. To, I had to laugh, Greg, when you introduced it. And the inflection was on and club championship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I enjoy saying the full name. It's always a good time. Fortunately, there's, uh, well, I guess you could look at it any way you want, but fortunately, there's no sponsor in the name, no presented by. Um, but this event, and Rick and I talked about this a little bit yesterday, it's on the rise. It started off as a corn fairy tour event, and then in 2018, it's elevated to an opposite field PGA tour event. It was opposite the match play, and now it's a full FedEx Cup points uh PGA Tour event. So for this event, even though it's coming right after a U.S. Open and right after a U.S. Open that happened after a FedEx Cup, um, it still is on the rise. So I, I think it should be an interesting event. There's definitely um, some stories to be told. But Kyle, when you look at an event like this, what are some of the things that you're watching for? What do you think the players are really what, – what's, what's the biggest opportunity they have in front of them this week? Well, I think there's two things. And, and one, we were talking about this right before we came on, uh, is and, and, and it, it's sort of highlighted by getting into the Masters, but by the, the entryway into other events if you win this. If a Will Zalatoris, who we're going to talk about a lot, if he wins this week, uh, he's in the Masters next year. He's playing uh, the Tournament of Champions. He's getting into events that he, that he wouldn't otherwise be in because he's still on the corn Ferry tour because of the pandemic. So it's a really nice entry point. And then, you know, I was thinking about this also with somebody like Zalatoris. I don't know how much he made on the corn Ferry last year. I think he led the money list. It was probably, I don't know, 400 grand, something like yeah, that, like which is, four, I think it was like four thirty. Okay. So good money, but not, <laughs> it's probably not what he made for finishing T6 at the U S open. He probably made more than that in one week than he did on the entire corn Ferry tour. So, I think there's an opportunity for somebody like him, somebody who's on, uh, may, maybe not out there every week on the PGA Tour, to make some real money. That's the part we don't talk about as much uh, because we're focused on the guys that the money doesn't matter as much. But in a week like this, it, it does matter to some guys, and I think that's a, that's a real thing going into it. Mark, when you look at that, uh, that money, let's say a player like Will Zalatoris makes – Somewhere, I, I think I want to say it was four hundred and twenty-nine thousand. I, I think that's what I saw. Uh, so forgive me if I'm wrong. But when you look at a player out on tour, living the the life of a corn fairy tour player, or even a PGA tour player, how much of that are they 
taken home. I mean, there's it's expensive to travel the tour, isn't it? Uh, it truly is. And then obviously there's the taxable implications of all of this sort of stuff. But but still, when you start getting yourself inside the 125, and incidentally, to build on Carl's point, my take, and I'm not being the corporate guy here, but you know, with 500 FedEx Cup points on offer to the winner, which was never the case here. You know, I think it was 300 the last few times it's been around. Um, that is essentially guaranteeing you uh, a playoff run. And, and, and you speak of money, all of these guys' contracts, and a lot of the players in the field don't have the guaranteed numbers. They've all got incentivized contract numbers. And they'll have a small um, retainer, if you will, and then a bunch of bonuses built in if you do this and if you achieve that and if you make it into the playoffs because that's where stuff starts meaning something. So for, for, for a few guys here who might not be guaranteed playoff berths, you get in here, you make that money, which is helpful. I'm not discounting that. But then you guarantee yourself a playoff run. All of a sudden, you start to unlock those contractual obligations and, and those, those guarantees in your contract. And then the money starts becoming a thing. Because the truth of it for all of these guys, the on-course dollars for the blue chip guys that Carl talks about, the, the, the four guys, incidentally, who are playing in this charity match the pay, at, at, Payne's, at whatever that Payne's course is. You know, these guys are making... I would say probably 85% of their money off the course, if not more, where the guys playing in this event, they're making 85% of their money on the course. Yeah. So you start doing this sort of stuff well, and you start making FedEx Cup points, and you get into playoffs, and you get into those special events, the Tournament of Champions, which is guaranteed bucks, all this sort of stuff, and guaranteed points, it starts to snowball. And Stuart Appleby once said to me many moons ago, he was like, it was amazing to me, to him, because he was on the cusp, you know, inside the 65 number. If you're inside 65 in the world rankings, you get into basically everything. And he said, it's basically a cash grab and it's a points grab and the thing proliferates itself because there's no cut. So you go in there, guaranteed money, guaranteed points and the like. And, and getting in there is hard. But once you're in there, you're kind of guaranteed for a while. And then he was on the cusp of falling out and he was like, it's amazing now that I'm on the other side of that 65 number, how difficult life suddenly becomes. So, so, so it's, it's a delicate dance and they got a lot of, lot of expenses, but if you start to do well in these events and you guarantee yourself some starts, you know, then you're on your way. Uh, and just to reiterate on Kyle's point from earlier, producer Jacob did some fabulous research. Will Zalatoris made $403,978 last year for winning the money list on the corn Ferry tour. T6 at the, at the U.S. Open at Wingfoot, uh, $424,000, uh, 40. So there you go. Uh, great call there, KP. I, I, I'm just making numbers. Up yeah. But think about this, okay? Just, you know, we're all fortunate to do what we do. But if you're making 424000 in a year, you're styling pretty much. I mean, anyone listening to this oh, podcast yeah. will happily take that sort of deal. And yes, they pay big tax. And yes, they've got all these expenses, hotels, flights, blah, blah, blah. You know, but still at the end of the day, and I, I remember a mentor of mine always saying this to me when I was considering playing. He goes, if you could make a comfortable living and play golf, wouldn't you do so? And I was like, heck yes. Now, thankfully, you know, I'm not having to play. There's a little less pressure in what I do. But still, for these guys, like, you know, you do well on the Corn Ferry Tour, you're a PGA Tour guy inside the playoffs, you're living pretty nicely, you know? It, it's um it, great to see, but Will Zalatoris, he's he's the favorite coming into this week. Twelve to one. He doesn't have full status on the PGA Tour yet. Here we are in his uh, in, in a PGA Tour event, his second one in a row coming off of the U.S. Open, and he is the betting favorite. Twelve to one odds. 
uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour, he had some great success. He hit 81% of his greens in the year, 11 straight top 20s, which is a, a Corn Ferry Tour record. He didn't miss a cut. He won. I think he had 10 top 10 finishes yeah. on the Corn Ferry Tour. So um, it was really a quite dominant performance. And Kyle, I want to get your thoughts on this because these players seem to come out so ready. We had Bryce Garnett won the regular season uh, uh, Corn Ferry Tour money list in 2017. Wins actually here at uh, in Punta Cana at uh, the very next year in 2018. Then you have, of course, Sung J.M. We all know how that turned out. And then <laughs> Scotty Scheffler wins the Corn Ferry Tour finals this year so the play and and is now rookie of the year both of those back-to-back rookie of the years coming fresh off the corn fairy tour um so what do you make of that do you think when when you look at will zalatoris do you think he's really ready for the pga tour or was last week just a a hot week no i think he's ready which by the way there had to have been some and i get it like the pga tour is in a crappy spot with the pandemic and and all this stuff had, there had to be some way to get him, like not him, but whoever like led the Corn Ferry Tour onto the to the PGA Tour, right? Like, how, how did that 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 seems like a miss to me? If you're if you're having to go two years with a guy that's I don't know a top forty guy, Data Golf has him at number twenty four in the world behind Tiger and or uh, yeah behind Tiger ahead of Tommy Fleetwood. Like he's really really good, and it sounds weird right now. But think about where Scotty Scheffler is at right now. Think about where Sun J.M. is at right now. Th- those guys were in basically the same spot that Zalatoris is in where they're just killing on the Corn Ferry Tour, playing well in major championships, and then all of a sudden they pop up for a season on the PGA Tour, and you're like, oh, this guy's unbelievable. I, it, to me, Greg, it goes back to uh, we underrate how good the Corn Ferry Tour is. It's so good. I mean, it is unbelievable, and it's only getting better and younger uh, with all these guys coming out of college and, and high school. I mean, Akshay Batia is, you know, he's not on the Corn Ferry Tour, but he's 18 years old and he's go- really good. So it, I just, I think we think about the PGA Tour and the European Tour being like the top two. And that's probably still true. But man, I think the Corn Ferry Tour is super underrated right now. And I think as a result of that, you get guys that come out of it that are underrated as well. Mark, you've had, you have some experience with guys out on the Corn Ferry Tour. What, what do you think is, and, and the, the PGA Tour, of course, um, what is the difference between a really good Corn Ferry Tour player and a PGA Tour player of, of any level? Maybe, let's say, a journeyman PGA Tour player like uh, Scott Stallings. I would say it's a little bit of everything. The difference between the Corn Ferry Tour and the PGA Tour is just, you know, firmness of golf courses, hole locations, that sort of thing. Uh, and then you play on the Corn Ferry Tour, it's a mindset of making birdies. It's a mindset of playing the aggressor the entire time. And, and you look at some of the cuts, it's pretty consistent on the Corn Ferry Tour that you get what we did after the lockdown in the pandemic, where we had a stretch of, what, five or six events where the cut was four or five under par. And that's pretty standard operating procedure on the Corn Ferry Tour. So these guys come out with a mindset of playing aggression. And in the modern day game on the PGA Tour, the truth of it is, you know, back to a win like this week or, or, or you know, a couple of big finishes and get in the playoffs, you just really kind of need to strike it big one or two weeks a year, maybe get that victory. And you're setting yourself up for maybe not life, but you're setting yourself up. So, so, so that's why I feel like these players are coming out because it's the mindset they adopt when they attack the PGA Tour. The players are yesteryear on the tour. They would come in with an apprentice sort of a mindset. They'd have to learn the courses. They'd have to learn from the older statesmen. You know, they had, they had to sort of ply their way and ply their trade and learn the craft. These guys are learned in college. 
the Corn Ferry Tour, they get out and they learn to play professional golf. They learn to travel. They learn to deal with the upheaval of all that sort of stuff, so the off-course stuff. And by the time they get to the tour, they are primed. They're ready to win. But most importantly, they're ready to shoot low. And, they, and to me, I would almost say, and I, I can't quote anyone on this. This is just my sense, that failure for the Corn Ferry grad is not that big a deal. Because the Corn Ferry Tour is a bit of a grind. So when you get out there and you're playing for big bucks on a nice courses and stuff, you miss a few cuts. I don't think it's the end of the world for most of these guys because they know I can go. I've seen the low scores. I've just got to do this one week at the right time and I'm going to be okay. I always call it the 80-20 rule uh, where you make 80% of your dollars and 20% of your starts on tour. And there are times where that pushes uh, more like 90-10 and you make almost all your money in very, very few events. This is the kind of week where we see players um, make that kind of become reality, especially when maybe, maybe in today's day and age, it's, it's a currency. The currency is FedEx Cup points. You're going to see guys rack up a lot of, FedEx, a lot of their um, – they have the opportunity to rack up a lot of FedEx Cup points for the year. In, in just one start. Um, do you think, Kyle, that uh, for an Akshay Batia, that mindset holds true? Or do you think because he's playing on special invites, so this week he's playing because he came in t- uh, the top 10 at the Safeway, do you think that mindset has to change for him? Does he have to play a little more uh, conservative, try to make more cuts? Or can he be aggressive? Is a miscut not a big deal for him either? It's tough because I, I do think somebody like him – and, and, and somebody like – think about Norman Jong coming out a couple years ago. Um, they probably are taking the long view of like, hey, it's going to be 20 years. It's going to be 25 years. And yet, you only have so many sponsor exemptions, right? And so right. You, you would love to win one of those or keep top tenning to, to, to maybe play your way into temporary status. So I, I think it's – you're going you're gonna to fail if, you're, if, you're like, if you don't take the long view right? You're, you're just, if you don't take some sort of, if you don't have some sort of perspective, uh, you're not going to have much success for a very long time on the PGA tour. Um, but I, I do think there's some like, Hey, go do the, the Jordan speed thing. Go do the Victor Hovland thing. Go do the Matthew Wolf thing where you get sponsor exemptions, you win a tournament or you get enough money to get that status and, and get on tour. That's that's real, you know, and so I, I I think it's probably more the like get after it a little bit in your seven events in your, uh, you know, even for somebody like Zalatoris who's not getting sponsor exemptions but has very few PGA Tour opportunities, hey, win one and then get out there. I, I think guys are, are uh, guys like that. I think are going out and and trying to. Um, there's a there's more of an impetus in this week than there would be for for somebody who's got his status on tour. If I might build on that, please. Greg, um, Kyle makes a good point, but the truth of it is it's been less than a handful of guys that have made enough in their seven starts to earn PGA Tour privileges. I mean, it's, we make it sound like it's easy. You know, you're playing in, in event, even events like this, which is a weaker field. There's some grizzled vets out there that can go, you know, and they're not going to back down for some youngster. So, so, so I think it's a blend of caution and aggression. But I also want to say that, uh, I, you know, Spieth won. But then Justin Thomas had to do you on the Corn Ferry Tour. So I think, like Carl's point, you've got to have a bit of a long sort of a mindset about you. And you get yourself into weekends. I wouldn't say you go out and you play willy-nilly Thursday, Friday. You get yourself in the weekends because that's, again, when they sign checks and stuff like that. And, and with a bit here for argument's sakes, I mean, we have all seen it can shoot low. 
So all he's got to do is get himself into seven weekends, you know, do something special once or twice, and then he's pretty much on his way. Sort of like a Victor Hovland did. You make all the cuts you play, and then mm-hmm. you have two big finishes and you're on your way. Yeah, I, I don't – I agree with Mark. It, it's, I, it's very rare that it happens. It's Rom, right? Rom did it. Spieth, the three guys last year. But I do think that somebody like Zalatoris looks at – okay, well, I played against Morikawa in college. I played against Hovland in college. I was the ACC player of the year. It's becoming, I mean, the trend is that it's becoming more frequent. Now, maybe the three guys last year was sort of a, and Hovland actually, I think, had to go to to the Corn Ferry Finals. So maybe the other two guys, I don't know. It, it, It does seem like there's more of a, maybe even a mindset trend in that direction. Uh, whereas eight years ago, 15 years ago, there just, there just wasn't as much. The guys I can think of that have done it, to speak to Mark's point about how rare it is, you're looking at a, a Spieth and Rom, as you said, Kyle. Um, Bryson was able to do that, um, and then Joaquin Neiman, and mm. the two kids last year. Those are, I mean, those are really the, that's really it. So all, super, it all, all stars, right? Stars. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, these are guys that are not really worried about that top 65 mark. They are, I mean, maybe we're Spieth getting to is. a point where Jordan Spieth is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> for a long time, that was not a concern of his. Well, to that as well, I mean, our current rookie of the year in Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. He a stint on the Corn Ferry Tour. And, you know, just certain players' games are ready. You know, in other players' games, even though they come out with a great mindset and they've got all the tools, you know, those tools just need a little sharpening and the game just needs a little, you know, easing off around the rough edges, then you're on your way. And so that's where doing these events, I think for a potential star, um, can sort of highlight to you, okay, where do I still need to clean things up a little bit? And then you work on that area, perhaps you're on the Corn Ferry Tour for a while and you just continue to improve as a player and you just shave those little bits off each part of the game and then you're on your way. So again, to Carl's point, I think a long view of it is great. And if you happen to make it through, well, good for you. An event like this, there's, uh, it, it seems like there's, it's, it's kind of an off week, um, yet at the same time, there are so many storylines that I'll be paying attention to. Um, but we're going to get to some fun stuff. Is Will Zalatoris' game really ready? Are we ready to put our money where our mouths are? Well, we're going to find out. But first, let's take a break and hear a word from our partners. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast (laughs) 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. All right, time for matchups. Uh, we're going ki- to kick right off here with Corey Connors at minus 120 versus Will Zalatoris plus 100. Mark, Jeez. start with you. Who do you like? <laughs> Paspellum grass to me. Um, it sort of disguises putting skill. And we all know Corey Connors, if there's a weakness, it's on the greens. But you've got a place in this Punt, uh, the, the resort, Punta Cana Resort, where I had to, I promised myself I was going to say it, that name for the final three holes, the devil's elbow. I mean, that's right up my alley. I like that. That's thing. sweet. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, to get around the devil's elbow with a little pressure on you, you better be able to hit the ball through the wind, which is what Corey Connors does. So long-winded, I'm going for Connors. Having a name like the devil's elbow on a golf course it it just what a great logo opportunity you could have. Right? Yeah, that's that's way better than the the bear pit or the bear what bear trap snake, snake pit. pit whatever. Yeah. Devil's elbow is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean that that is uh, it sounds daunting. Kyle, who uh, do you like? I, I'll go Zalatoris just because of the odds. I, I, Corey Connors should play great here and is probably better overall than Zalatoris just because he's more seasoned. But I like Zalatoris at plus one hundred. I'm taking Zalatoris too. I, I think he's I, ready. And I, look, I always go for guys who are playing well, and he's been playing great at all these different levels. So I, does I'm this going is this at all? Is this at all like a Will Gordon type thing? Remember, Will Gordon popped up at uh, Travelers, yeah. And then yeah. the next week, we were all like, "Oh, we've got to watch out for Will Gordon at Detroit." And then he hasn't done anything since. Do you? Do no, you feel I, like, I think well, it's different. Look, okay. for Will, this has been a whole year, right? He didn't miss yeah. a cut on the court. I have not seen very often a player win the money list on the Corn Ferry Tour and not miss a cut. It's yeah. typically to what what we were saying before the break. It's boom or bust, and he just has played great every single week. I don't I don't see any sign that it stops, and it's more well, than just last week. The the pedigree's there too, right? He won the he won the I think it was the Junior Am. Uh, he, he, it's not like oh he had a good year. He's had like nine good years in a row. So <laughs> right. So I'm all in on him. Um, But Kyle, we'll come right back to you. Sepp Straka, minus 110. And uh, your boy, Ventura, Christopher Ventura, minus 110. I didn't know that I would ever be picking a matchup between Christopher Ventura and Sepp Straka, but I'll go go O-State here. I'll go with Ventura. Okay, I like it. Mark? Uh, I'm sort of leaning that way. Um, Look, Straka's improved, and, and, and he's impressive to watch, but... If you play golf down in South Florida, you can deal with wind, and the wind's going to blow this week, so I'm going with Ventura. Real quick, how, can we talk just for a second about the fact that that Oklahoma State team in eighteen in 2018 had Ventura and then two guys that just finished top 15 at a U.S. Open at Wingfoot? What, what are you supposed to do against that? But they didn't win the, tour, the, the title, did they? They did, in Stillwater, yeah. I think that uh, – what do you do against that? I think you uh, – Maybe red shirt. Uh, <laughs> Hope marks your coach. I, I don't know. You can't beat that. No, it's a joke. It's stupid. Well, uh, all that being said, I'm going to go Sepp Straka. Uh, he played pretty well 
T14 at the Safeway Open. I think he's in good form. I think it's a good golf course for him, and I, I think he's uh, I, I think he's a really talented player. Same with same with Ventura, but I'm going to go with Straka here. I, I think he's going to have a great week. Um, next on the list, Mark, we'll come right back to you, Thomas, Dietrich, and Matthias Schaub. Who do you think? Who do you like? Hard one to pick. They're both impressive. I mean, I love the look of Schwab's game, but there's something about Dietrich that it's it's intriguing to me. You know, the way he plays, the way he constructs rounds, the way he hits it. So uh, Thomas Dietrich. I think I, I think I agree. I'm going to go with Thomas Dietrich as well. Uh, and, and Schwab is impressive, no doubt. But I think Dietrich is going to have a really nice week. Kyle, who do you like? Yeah, Dietrich played well. I think it was one of the first couple of rounds at the U.S. Open. Um, I'm going to go with him i hate that we're all picking the same guy but i'll go with i'll go with thomas dietrich yeah it's almost i almost feel like uh in this situation i want to just tag on with mark here follow him along he's going to do that to me in the one and duds i think we ought to start doing it here in the <laughs> in the matchups because he's been Im- impressive Kyle's yeah, he's been, the best week too, but yeah, mark's, like, mark's consistency mark's yeah. consistency he's like uh He's like Kucher. You're just like well, you made eight mil. You made eight million dollars this year. How'd you do that? And you did. We didn't even talk about you. Yeah, <laughs> just just steady Eddie. Okay, Kyle. Uh, next on the list, I think this is another good one here. Adam Long and Mackenzie Hughes, both minus one ten. Yeah, I, I like I like Mac Hughes generally, and especially on tough go- golf courses, which this is not. You know, he just like. He played so well at a place like Olympia Fields, the Honda Classic. Like these are difficult golf courses that he um, finds success on. So I'm going to go away from him at an easier course and go with Adam Wong. Okay, uh, I'm not going to go before Mark anymore. So uh, Mark, <laughs> who do you like? Well, the points that Carl made are the reasons why I'm going to go for Mackenzie Hughes. Um, those golf courses he lists, like the Honda Classic, the Wind pumps around that place and it's crosswind um bmw in chicago was the same deal hard golf course you had to hit it and mckenzie use as one down at the rsm classic in georgia a cold sort of windy environment when he had his win and there's trouble on either sides of the fairway down in uh, davis loves place there too so, so i'm all in on hughes the guy hits a heavy ball through the wind and i feel like he may play well this week and he, I think he's really rising in his confidence, which yeah. I, I like, even though he narrowly missed the cut at Wingfoot. I, I think it's easy as a player to say, okay, look, U.S. Open didn't go great, but that was brutally hard. You can convince yourself that it wasn't you. It was the cor- The course was just a little crazy. You got bad break. You can convince yourself that you're still playing great. So I'm going to go with Mackenzie Hughes here. It's not because I'm just copying Mark. Uh, he was one of my core guys last week at the U.S. Open, and he let me down a little bit. And if he gets me again, I'm going to go down swinging. So I'm going Mackenzie Hughes. Uh, let's jump to Emiliano Grio and Adam Shank. I'm going to go with Grio here. I, I think he, um, kind of like Mackenzie Hughes, as Mark was saying, he hits a heavy ball. He's a great iron player. Um, fourth so far this year in strokes gain approach the green, even though he's only played the Safeway Open. Last year, he was 13th as well. So he's, he's a, a really, really good iron player i think it's going to bode well for him this week um and he's had some good performances i want to say he was tied second in puerto rico last year which these two courses are seem to have a lot of crossover mark who do you like grillo um i I love where the game's going under chris como's tutelage um council i should say uh and grillo is the kind of guy he's not the greatest putter in the world but again on the green the, the the greens aren't too complicated and so i feel like he'll be okay so give me grillo kyle 
Uh, I'll go with Shank just to go against you guys, and because you're getting uh, you're getting good odds there. So just I, I yeah. like Grillo better, but I'm just zigging. Minus, minus one twenty for Grillo, and uh, I'm plus one hundred for Shank. So um, taking the taking the odds, I, I like it, Kyle. So that's it for our matchups, um, and it's time for expert picks. And you guys are the experts, so let's hear it. We'll start with uh, we'll start with top ten. Mark, um, you have a player on here on the rundown who played really well at the Safeway Open. And I thought heading into the final round, he was going to be the guy to beat. Um, who, who do you like this week as your top 10 lock? I could not take my eyes off this guy um, when I had his group at the workday in the final round, playing around Jack Nicholas's place. Um, Sam Burns just hits, uh, I mean, he hits the cover off the thing. And when he hits it, you can hear that you can you can almost hear the spin on the ball as the the paint's just dripping off the thing. He grips the ball in the face so hard, and so control of spin with some crosswinds is going to be crucial. He's long as anything off the tee, and I think it's a matter of time before we talk about Sam Burns a lot. But I feel like he makes some hay this week. He hits it a long way. He really does. It's Im- impressive to watch. Kyle, who do you like? Top 10. Uh, top 10, I'm going Zalatoris. Uh, I want to pick him to win. I am probably going to use him for my one and done because this might be one of the only <laughs> only BJ Tour events he plays in. Um, or one of the few, not the only. Uh, so he'll be in a few others probably as well. But uh, he's a top 10 machine. I mean, you hit the nail on the head on the Corn Fairy Tour. 10 top 10s on the Corn Fairy Tour is, is no joke, uh, you know, through – they only played what five months, so I'll I'll go with him as my top ten. I'm going to go with, and I love the Will Zalatoris pick. Um, spoiler alert: I guess we can guarantee he's going to come up once more for the one and done lean. Um, but but my top ten lock this week is Sepp Straka. I think you're going to see a guy who played well two weeks ago at the Safeway play well again in a field that he should feel like he can really contend in, and uh, I think you're going to see his name near the top of the leaderboard. Uh, all week long. Great driver of the golf ball and a great putter as well, which I think is going to work out really well around here. Uh, let's get to some sleepers. Uh, I'll start with my own. I like Bo Hostler this week. Um, mm. Bo is a guy who we don't see a whole lot of. Um, he's a long hitter, but he struggles off the tee because of accuracy. And I think the wide fairways are going to be really advantageous for him so far this week. He averages like 308 yards off the tee, which is really long. It's going to be an advantage. Iron play is also hasn't been great, but on these past Palom greens, I think you're going to see some greens that are rather receptive. And I think that's going to help a guy like Bo and allow him to um, utilize his real strength, which is his putting. He is a a top 24 putter, the uh, all three of his full seasons on the PGA tour. So, um, and, and he, he's been inside the top five as well. So he's an elite putter. And I think this week he's going to get a lot of opportunities to putt. Uh, Kyle, let's go to you, your sleeper. Who do you like? Uh, I'm just, I'm looking at, this field is kind of good, right? Like, I mean. Yeah, there's some players. Yeah, like, good. obviously you compare it to the U.S. Open and you're like, okay, whatever. But you keep going down the list. You got Brandon Hagee at 125. You got uh, Peter Ewan's in the field. Kevin Chappell's 90 to 1. Hostler at eight. I thought Hostler would be like forty-five, not eighty to one. So yeah. I'll go with I'll go with somebody we talked about earlier. Akshay uh, Batia is uh, one twenty-five to one, uh, coming off the Safeway top ten. I think that it's hard to. Get, I think the talent is there, and that's what you're looking for at that number, right? Is like, is there some some win equity? Is there some value there? 
for somebody who could who has the talent to go out and win the tournament. Is he going to win the tournament? Probably not. It might he miss the cut again. He's only made one in his PGA Tour career for sure. But uh, I, I like that big of a number in terms of what the what the talent could be. So I'll go and with Akshay. He definitely has the club head speed to do it. I mean, he hits it a long way. Yeah, um, so I think that's a I think that's a great pick. Mark, uh, your sleeper, uh, 150 to 1. Really long shot here. Who do you got? I've got a guy who's won down in the islands. Uh, mm. boy, Scott Brown, former client of mine way back in the day. Um, Scott lives in Aiken, South Carolina, puts Bermuda Greens a bunch, um, and he's won in Puerto Rico. In fact, I think it's, his record in Puerto Rico has been sublime. I don't think he's ever missed a cut down there. So um, he's, he's the kind of guy that when you get him on Bermuda, especially grainy stuff like this, that he really thrives. And, and maybe a little island air and a few of those uh, drinks with umbrellas in them will kind of help him to find some form. So I think Scott Brown may go well. Well, uh, there's only one problem with that, Mark, and it's that he won in Puerto Rico. And you know, <laughs> that, <laughs> that's a curse. Maybe we slide him over as a top 10 play, maybe a top five play, but uh, <laughs> uh, it'll be um, interesting to see. I like the pick. Um, so I guess we got to get to picks to win. Now it's time to really put it on the table. I'll start. I'm going to go with Will Zalatoris to win at 12 to one. He is the favorite. I think he's the favorite for good reason. And I don't think these guys need to get their feet wet anymore. There's no more dipping your toes in the pool to see how it is. I think he's going to dive right in and contend and win. I don't think there's a player in the field who's playing as well as him. There's nobody in the field more confident than him. Um, and for that reason, I think he's the best player in the field. So that's why you see him at 12 to 1. Uh, there's a good reason for it. I like the odds, and I think he's going to get the job done this week. Jacob, uh, would you timestamp that, please? That statement that we've just been making, best player in the field, all this sort of stuff. That's some lofty prayers over there. Yeah. Kyle made the point. This he's is good. a good field. It, oh, I, I know so. it is. I'm not discrediting the field at all. I, I look at his recent form – and compare it to some of these other guys. In, and, and nobody's been playing as well. He's been – I mean, he has got to be so confident right now. And that's the type of player that, um, that I fear is the really confident player, which he is. Um, who, would you, who would you have ahead of him, Mark? I'm going to go for Mackenzie Hughes. I'm picking Hughes to win. Um, he's, he's been galvanized in fire over the last few weeks. Yeah, made a run in the playoffs – showed serious gumption to advance to Eastlake. When he got to Eastlake, you could see he was out of gas a little bit, but then he had a little time off and the U.S. Open didn't go so well. But the way he hits it, you know, there's a guy playing with some confidence there too. He's won on the PGA Tour, so he knows how to deal with it. So, so my pick to win is Mackenzie Hughes. Yeah, I, I like Mac Hughes. So I think he's a good player. I think Zalatoris long-term is probably... probably better. I don't know. Corey Connors, good player. I mean, there, there are good players. I, I think, I think Zalatoris is pro i don't know who knows you know maybe it doesn't translate we've seen guys where it doesn't translate to the pga tour but uh, i'm gonna go a little bit farther down somebody we talked about earlier who's who's had a really good run um christopher ventura he is so he goes t15 at the nationwide children's hospital that's the event i think that's the event that bryson won like six years ago uh he goes he has t7 at the safeway and he really struggled to start the year. He had like five, four or five missed cuts in a row on the PGA Tour. Goes back down to Corn Ferry, finds a bunch of success, uh, finishes T4 right after the uh, pandi- or right after the, the pause at the uh, Corn Ferry Challenge at Sawgrass. Um, he's, he's playing well. He, he has, he, he's only missed one cut since 
the return since the the tour returned. Um, so yeah, I'll go with him. I think he's thirty five to one, thirty to one, something yeah, like that. Thirty five. Thirty five. Uh, and he he had. You think there's a little scar tissue from the Safeway Open? He he contended there. He had a real shot going into the. Um, either it was either through thirty six or through fifty four holes. He had a real chance. Yeah, th- that happened to him a couple years ago on the Corn Ferry Tour, where he I think he lost in a playoff. Something happened, and then he came back a couple weeks later and won. So I, I, I just I like the direction that he's going in. Um, so yeah, I'll pick him this week. Hey Greg, uh, seeing as Kyle brought these awesome numbers and statistics to back up his argument, my boy, my selection, he was the runner-up here last year, if memory serves. So yeah, he was T two. Yeah, yeah. So, Mackenzie Hughes, please. Clutch. I I I had forgotten about that when I picked against him in uh, matchup. So I might I might need to revisit that off air, Jacob. Oh, you were playing the anti theory. You know. I know. I know. If you have to win this. I'm going to remember this because if you win the matchups this week, I'm going to be like, well, there was no skill involved there whatsoever. You just went. <laughs> you know, no. He's just betting that you're wrong. I guess. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, as a betting man, I, I mean, you're, you're going to get some good odds betting against Mark and matchups. Um, but so best bets, and you can't bet that Kyle's going to be wrong or that Mark's going to be wrong. we got to get a bet here uh, from the field. So who do we like? I'll, I'll go first here. I, I think the bet, best bet of the week is actually Kyle's bet, Will Zalatoris, top 10. I've already mm-hmm. stated my case how confident I am in his play. I, I, I'm, I'm sure it's going to continue and you get him at plus 150 for a top 10. So I, I think it's a great bet. Uh, Kyle, what say you? Uh, I like Corey Connors' top 20. Uh, he's minus 110, which is not a very good number. But, you know, for somebody of his ball striking capability in, in, a, in a lesser field like this, uh, I just – he should finish in the top 20 whether he putts well or not. So I, I like him at minus 110. Mark? Well, yes, where I'm showing that I don't know much about gambling. Um, and I found this matchup curious. I mean, you've got Mateusz Schwab versus the biggest name in the field, Henrik Stenson, you know, major champion, FedEx Cup champion, winner around the world. And, and they even odds. And I feel like Schwab is going to dust Henrik Stenson this week. So, so, so give me the rookie against the vet. Love it. Hey, I like it. I, I like it. I think Stenson's advantage and what is asked of Stenson, what he does so well that separates him, uh, and in a typical year is his ability to hit fairways and the fairways are so wide this week that advantage goes away a little bit so i i don't think that's a bad pick at all mark um so first they're like betting at the same number which was minus 110 i think it was yeah um which so i i think that's uh i think that's strong i like it um any any final words kp any final words are you are you on to live blogging well I've, yeah I've got, there's a lot going on right now are we doing one and dones Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about one and dones. Go ahead with your one and done lean. I guess you already gave it to us. Yeah. Zalatoris. I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to, well, I say this, I'm probably not going to use him again throughout the year. So I'll go with, I'll go with him here. Mark? Uh, I don't know for sure, but I'm between Grillo and Mackenzie Hughes. So I don't know, right? Okay. That's a good I like, lean. I like, okay. I like both of them. I like Grillo here. I, I think he's, yeah, I think it's, that would be good. It's a good fit for him, no question. Um, well, uh, as much as I've said about Will Zalatoris, I'm going to go with him. I agree with you, Kyle. I'm not sure you're going to have an opportunity to use him throughout the rest of the year. Uh, I'm going to take him. I'm going to take him right here. So he is. He is definitely my lean for one and done. I guess you call it, what do you call that? A definitely maybe. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think that's it. Because I don't go changing now. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm copying you up to here. I think I'm (laughs) it just knows ahead of you after this week. How about that? We'll take it out of my hands. Producer Jacob, it's uh it's Will Zalatoris for me. It's not a lean, it's a lock. Uh throw away the key. Well, boys, uh, thank you so much for joining. Um, always a pleasure. Always great to to talk a little golf with you gentlemen. Even in, in an event like this, you, I mean, the, the knowledge that you guys bring is awesome. And it's great to hear the passion and the consideration. So love being a part of it. Uh, we're going to be around all week. You're going to have uh, round-by-round coverage Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Each round, you can hear it right here on the First Cup Pod. So make sure you uh, listen and subscribe. You can also get us on YouTube each and every episode um so make sure you do that that's mark immelman you can get him at on twitter at mark underscore immelman that's kyle porter you can get him on twitter at kyle porter cbs i'm greg ducharme at the real gfd that's it for the first cut we'll see you next time Set foot outside of the hotel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.